0: Well, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. All right. Great. One person's doing good. Awesome. So, (laughs) well, I'm glad you guys are here this morning, and I'm excited to share. Um, Like Jim said, we just finished up our More Love, More Power uh, conference, our annual More Love, More Power conference, and it was a great week, great week. And um, I can honestly say, though, like, I'm exhausted. Like, I, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep throughout the week even though it was so good. And I'm super thankful for that extra hour of sleep that we got last night. Is anybody else thankful for that? Yeah, it was awesome. I can definitely tell a difference though. I'm not sure if you guys can. But one thing that I'm also thankful for is that that it's fall. I love the fall um, season. I love the fall weather. And I love just seeing the different colors, the the trees are changing colors, right? And um, one thing I love also, I like colder weather. Um, I know that's weird for some of you guys, I'm sorry, for saying that. I'd much rather have 40 degree weather than 90 degree weather. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad I have some people that agree with me here, because I don't think I had any in first service. But uh, yeah, I, love, I, I just love that season of just getting cooler, getting, um, and, and uh, just, yeah, the weather is just changing. And lastly, I love fall because of football. I love Sunday football, NFL, I love college football, I love, and lastly, I love actually Friday Night Lights, high school football is like a cool experience, the atmosphere is amazing, and it's actually my favorite sport to watch, football is, and, uh, but it's not necessarily my favorite sport to play, but just the atmosphere of the Friday Night Lights, the, um, the weather, just the, the town coming together, it's so cool to see. And this year at the conference, the More Love, More Power conference, the theme was Let There Be Light, like Jim said. And we talked a lot about being the light of the world. And when I think of that phrase, let there be light, or, um, or being the light of the world, I think of a specific thing um, on a football field. And that's actually the stadium lights. So that's, that's something where my mind goes to when I, when I hear that phrase. And so seeing the field light, so... If you guys are from a small town, a lot of you guys probably are, you can see the field lights on a Friday night from miles away. Like, it just brights up the sky. Like, it it looks so awesome. I remember we lived about two miles away from the field, and when I was younger and on Friday nights, I would say, what is that bright light in the sky? I was like, oh, yeah, it's a football game. It's so cool to see that, and you can see that because there's, like, nothing there. Like, all it is is cornfields and maybe a few trees, but that's about it. And it, it, just, it just brights up the sky, and it was so cool to see, and also so cool to, once I got in high school, just play under those lights. It was so fun, the atmosphere, and I loved it. And I feel like, I, I say this a lot, and I know the youth kids, um, the youth kids probably hear me say this a lot, but I feel like you can learn a lot of life lessons through the game, through the game of, just any game, like sports in general. Um, but I do believe that to be true, and I think, I think that there's actually a lot of parallels between sports and the gospel. And you might ask, what parallels do do you see between a football field and the gospel? I just talked about the lights, the stadium lights in a high school football game where it lights up the whole town, it just brights up the sky. And I believe that when we say yes to Jesus and when we say yes to the call on our lives, I believe that in a world full of darkness, there's a lot of darkness in our world, We can actually bring light to the world. And I wanna, so I just wanna pray real quick and I wanna jump in here. So, Father, thank you so much just for the opportunity to speak. I pray that you would just um, open our hearts and minds as we just talk about the idea of light and what light is. And Father, we just pray um, that, I just pray that you just speak through me and just connect the hearts um, of your word, connect our, our hearts to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So, in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis, Chapter 1, we read about light. So I want to read that real quick, starting in verse 1. It says In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. So what do you think of when you hear that word light? You might, maybe you think of maybe the speed of light, or you maybe think of how bright it is, or maybe you think of light at the end of a tunnel. Um, There's a lot of different things that you could think of. I had someone tell me they think of um, unweighted or something. I'm not exactly sure, but there's a lot of different things. So I was I was very curious to see how hear what people had, what they think of. But when I think of lights, and I think of that word light, I immediately think of something bright. I think of stars. I think of electricity, I think of a lamp, a flashlight, I think of car lights, street lights. See, light is something that literally takes away darkness. Light is a good thing, and we see that. Jesus said, just in the beginning, he said, God saw that the light was good, so he separated the light from the darkness. And I find it so interesting that Jesus commanded there to be light, and then there was light pretty cool thing. And I I believe that this was just a, this was just part of how he showed his power and his glory over the earth from the very beginning. See, the physical light that God made in the beginning of creation is a wonderful picture of what he does in every heart that trusts in Jesus. And Jesus is the true light. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. And something Julie preached, um, Julie preached that more love, more power was that Jesus is all light and all life. He is all light and all life. So if we have light, we have, when we get light from Jesus, we have more life because of that light that from Jesus. See, there's no need to walk in darkness, in the darkness of sin and death and fear when we trust in Jesus. Because in Christ, we will never walk in darkness, but we will have light of life. And we see this in John 8, verse 12. It says, again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So when we say yes to Jesus and say yes to the call in our lives, we don't walk in fear. We don't walk in shame. We don't walk in guilt. But instead, we walk in freedom in the freedom of the Lord. We walk in the true light of the world, Jesus, the true light of the world. And now you might be asking, what is the call on my life? What is, how did, what did God create me for? See, your calling, my calling, is the same. It's to share the good news of the gospel of the world. And Jim mentioned this last week in his message about how, um, We are to share. We're called to share the good news of the gospel. And the good news is that Jesus, who is Jesus, what he's done for us. So that's the call in our lives. And this might, that's the same call for all of us, but it might look different for each of us. It might look different. Maybe you're in the business world and you are, maybe it'll be, you're sharing the light of Jesus to your client by just speaking to them. Over the phone even. Maybe you're a teacher and it's sharing the light of the world and sharing the good news of the gospel, who Jesus is, with your students, with your co-workers, with your fellow teachers. Maybe you're, you're called, you're, you're sharing the gospel on stage, or maybe it's just by example. There's a lot of different ways that sharing the good news of the gospel can look, but we're all called to do that. To share the good news of the gospel. Of who Jesus is, what he's done for us. And we're called to bring glory, to bring light share the good news, and in turn, we're going to bring glory to God. See, our yes can change the world when we say yes to those things. Our yes to walking in a relationship with Jesus changes the world. Our yes to the call in our lives changes the world. Our yes to living the way God created us changes the world. And I want to take a moment just to talk about something I just mentioned just a little bit ago about bringing glory to God. What does it mean to bring glory to God? So now the word glory in the Bible is used several different ways. Um, It's used as, first of all, the name of Jesus. Jesus is glory. And secondly, it's used as like a characteristic of who Jesus is, the glory of God. And third, it's used as a verb, and we use this when we say to glorify. So when when used as a characteristic, the Bible, the, of who he is, the Bible often talks about the glory of God, which often is described as like the splendor of God, the magnificent power of Jesus, the majesty. And we would, when we talk about it in this way, we're often, often associating it with a person experiencing God's tangible presence in a tangible way. And I often think when I'm when I'm doing this, I think when I when I feel it in this way, I think of nature. Like back I talked about the fall, how the leaves are falling. I'm like, man, God's creation is beautiful. This is the glory. His glory is so great. Like it's awesome. Like look look what He's doing. And I I just see when I'm outside in the cooler weather, not the hot weather. It's tough for me to see that sometimes. But um, yeah, it's just I I I just think of man. This is so amazing. God's glory is all over this place. But when used as a verb, I talked about it. We often hear it as being created to glorify God. So, what does that mean exactly? What does it mean to glorify God? And I want to share two things that really help me understand this. Number one, when used as a verb, verb, not verb, sorry, verb, <laughs> when used as a verb, glorify means to put confidence in, to boast about or praise something or someone. It's worshipful praise, it's honor, and it's thanksgiving. So when we glorify God, we are sharing the good news of the gospel. We are bringing light to the world. So when we're bringing light to the world, we're glorifying God. By praising him, by putting our trust in him, by boasting about him, telling people what he did. So when I was younger, I would, uh, I would, when I'm playing sport, I would write a sports, I would write a scripture on my shoes, like that was the cool thing to do. Like, I saw my favorite athletes, I'm like, I saw them, like Steph Curry, Tim Tebow, they would write on their shoes like something, a verse, and I'm like, this is sweet. I'm gonna do that. I had no idea what I was doing, but I'm like, this is cool. So I did it. And just a side note, one thing about Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, he used to write it on his eye black and he wrote Philippians 4.13 in the national championship game. He's a football player, he's a football quarterback. He's known for sharing his faith. And in the national championship, there was 94 million people that Googled, Googled uh, what is Philippians 4.13. That's sharing the good news of the gospel. That's amazing. But anyway, I did, I did that because I, I just saw my favorite athletes do it. But as I started getting older, my junior and senior year, I was like, man, this could mean something. If I wrote a verse down, wrote a scripture on my shoes, and um, every time I look at it, I could think of something. So I remember my senior year, I chose to write 1 Corinthians 10.31 on my shoes. And this is what this verse says. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So that reminded me of something. That reminded me that even though I'm playing a game that I love, I'm, it's, it's much more than that. I'm called to do it for his glory, for the glory of God, to glorify him. I'm called to praise him, to thank him, to honor him, to trust him in everything that I'm doing while I'm playing that game. And it, it reminded me that I was to be the light of the world when I'm doing that as well, so I can glorify him. I, I was called to be a light to my teammates, to my coaches, to my, to the officials, to the fans, to the opposing players even, to the opposing coaches. And that's not, that's, that's hard to do. So now I don't say, I don't say this to, and want you guys to look at me, to, to, to say, oh wow, look at me, like I, I wrote a scripture on my verse, or on, on my shoes, and yeah, I'm better than you guys. No, I don't say that to say that at all, to do, to, for you guys to think that at all, I say this because Paul writes in 1 Corinthians that we are to do all things for his glory, regardless if we are cooking dinner, regardless if we're exercising, if we're playing a sport, if we're drinking, we're eating, we're driving a car. We're called to do it for the glory of God. And I want you to notice something. It doesn't say this. It doesn't say, so whether you eat or drink... Or in some things you do, do those some things to the glory of God. No. It says, so whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all things to the glory of God. We are to do all things to glorify him. Jesus says in Isaiah 43, 7 that we were created for his glory. And later on, as we read on in the New Testament... In the book of Matthew, Jesus is speaking to his disciples where he's talking to them about being the salt and the light of the world. He's talking to them, what does that look like? What does that mean? And I want to read this scripture in Matthew 5, starting in verse 13. It says this You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Jesus is telling us here that we are the light, and we are to use our light. We aren't to hide; just hide that light. Now, we, you wouldn't. The scripture said you wouldn't just light a lamp like your night on your nightstand, and you wouldn't throw a blanket over it after it would, would you? No, you would not do that. You you want it to light up so you can see where you're going. The same thing. We have light. We have light, and we're not to hide it. We're not to let it just. Stay over here. We want to make sure that we can go and share it. We can make sure, look, this is what's, what's happening. This is what we're doing. This is the good news of the gospel. Jesus gives us light. We're to share it to everyone so they can see the true light. And I think of it this way Have you guys ever tried to go to the bathroom or like go get a drink when you're like in the middle of the night when it's completely dark? That's hard. I know I've tried it. I don't want to wake up my wife whenever she's, whenever, I, I don't want to turn the light on and wake her up. So I just, I'm, I can do this. I'm starting to walk. Oh, shoot, there's a wall there. Maybe, that, maybe you guys have kids and oh, let you, you step on a Lego or something. It's the worst. It's the worst. It, it's not easy. It's very difficult. See, you need something to take away the darkness so it can direct you, give you a direct path to where you're going to where you're going. And it's the same way. Jesus gives us his light and we are created to use that light to partner with him to direct other people to him and to direct other people out of darkness and into the light. So because we were created for his light and his glory, people should know what we were created for when they take a look at us, Kyle Howard, one of the uh, uh, the worship pastor in Urbana, shared a, shared a powerful testimony at More Love, More Power, and I would encourage you guys to watch it. It's actually on the Thursday afternoon session. It's in Julie's session too. It was such a good testimony, but he used an interesting, interesting analogy that caught my attention um, that I want to share. He said, "Whenever you look at a car, you're looking at a car. You're looking at your car. It doesn't just you don't say, hmm, I wonder what you were, you were built for or what you were created for. No, you know what that car was created for. You know that it was created to take you from one place to the next, to transport you from one place to the next. Same thing goes with like a broom or a vacuum in your house. You don't, you don't look at that broom and say, hmm, what do I do with this broom? What is this meant for? No. No. You know that that broom or that vacuum was created to clean your house or clean whatever you're cleaning. So why is it that when people look at us, they don't know what we were created for or what we were built for? God said, let there be light in the beginning of the world. And now he tells us in Matthew 5 here to let our light shine to those around us. We are to reflect him and reflect his light, the true light. And God intends for the world, the world of darkness, that was filled with darkness, to be able to see him by his reflection in his people. I want to repeat that. God intends for the world to, to be able to see him by his reflection in his people. I want you guys to take a moment and I want you guys to just think think back to maybe when you were being discipled or maybe when someone was just sharing the gospel with you or you know that one person, think of that one person that really poured a lot of life into you. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a family member, maybe a teacher or a coach. Maybe it was even someone that you didn't know, like when you first met them. And I'm sure most of us in this room can think of that one person. The cool thing about it is, you can be, we can be, that person to someone else. Now I want you to think of that person. Who is someone in your life that could use the light, the true light of Jesus? Maybe it's a friend. Co worker, maybe it's your boss or your teacher in school, maybe it's a classmate, maybe it's even a family member. God has created you to be a light in the darkness. And now, when I think back to that person that really poured into me, I think I, I can remember that they helped me encounter the love of Jesus, the love of the Father, and in turn, I Because of that encounter, I experienced transformation in my life. And now that I've experienced transformation, I can extend God's miraculous power and light to the people around me that I encounter daily. God has created you to reflect his light in a world full of darkness. And just like you're able to see the stadium lights that I talked about earlier um, from a Friday night football game in the fall in a small town that illuminates the sky and just makes it so bright, I believe that if we all make the decision to say yes to our call of sharing the gospel and the, light of our, and the light of Jesus in our lives, the world will become a much brighter place and we will see our cities transformed, our homes transformed, and the gospel will spread like wildfire. Now, we're going to do something that will show, show us what can happen when we choose to step into what we were created for, and that is being the light of the world. So, worship team, you guys can come on up, and I'm going to ask tech team just to turn off all the lights. You can wait till the worship team comes up here so they don't trip and fall, but <laughs> who did that? <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> So we're going to take down all the lights here in just a moment. And I want you to take a look around you. Take a look around you, and I'm going to turn my light on because I can have, I'm going to see. But you can barely see anything, right? This is what the world sees without Jesus. Jesus. People are looking around, looking for something. They might be, they're experiencing dark things. Addictions, despair, bondage, fear, guilt. They experience darkness. And someone actually just mentioned after first service that I thought was a very good thing, and I'm gonna say it. So darkness is literally just the absence of light. Like when the light is on, we can't just take away darkness, right? Our darkness can't just take away that light. But the opposite is what did I say earlier? I said, light, when you have light, light literally takes away darkness. The opposite isn't true. So, right now, I want you to think back to that person who could use the light of Jesus, the true light of Jesus. And you know you could share your light with them. I want you to think of that person. So here in a moment, I'm gonna describe a couple of different groups of people. And I want you to take a, I want you to stand up. And we get, you guys, most of you have flashlights on your phone. I want you to stand up and shine your light bright. Okay? So when I say that, when I describe that person, if you guys don't have a light, just feel free to just stand um, when you think of that person. Uh, Mine is already on. And as we do this as you stand, I want you to take a look around the room and see how each of our light shines bright and how it slowly takes away the darkness and it actually becomes brighter than it was. So if the person you could share that the true light of Jesus with is a coworker, I want you to stand up and shine your light. Thank you. If the person you could shine, the true, you could share the true light of Jesus with is a boss or a teacher or a coach, I want you to stand up and shine your light. If that person you could share the true light of Jesus with is a friend, just a friend, I want you to stand up and shine your light. If that person is, that you could share the true light of Jesus with, is a family member, I want you to stand and shine your light. Wow. And if I haven't called your group, that's all the groups that I have, I want you to just go ahead and stand and shine your light. (laughs) I want you guys to take a look around you. Look at all the lights that are shining. You guys are each carry a light. Each of you carry this light that Jesus gives you. You have the opportunity to use your light to bring someone out of darkness and call them into God's best for them. When we are the light of the world, we are doing what we were created for and what we were built for. And that is to bring glory to God and reflect his light, which is the true light of Jesus. Let's pray. You guys can turn your lights off. So Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for the light that you give us. And Father, even as we leave from this place today, we pray for boldness and courage to step out and share your light, the true light of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for what you've already done in this room today. And even as we move into a time of worship, Father, we just pray that you just begin to move hearts, stir up hearts to burn for you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.